Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I've got John Adams and Kevin Call of High Point Outfitters on the line. Uh, guys, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good, Jay. Thanks for having us. And it's been a while since I had you on. Um, since I had you on, uh, Kevin, you have had your own personal uh, sheep hunt, and I believe we talked uh, right before the uh kayabab and some of those late deer and late elk hunts were kicking off so uh first off i guess i asked kevin uh how was it and um congrats on shooting uh what i would assume is your first uh arizona sheep i didn't know if maybe you'd already shot a rocky but congratulations on shooting a desert sheep yeah no thanks you know that was that's my first sheep hunt my first personal sheep hunt uh uh 13b north so it's not an easy unit uh, but it was fun it was i mean i really wanted to you know to get a hunt in rather than just killing a ram the first day or two and i had an opportunity to kill a good ram on the second day i passed and no regrets i uh i killed a great ram i think i got uh, 13 days hunting in um and it was just it was just a ball we had we had a great time that's i'm sure um steep country up there in that virgin uh, river gorge uh, beautiful country in its own right. Uh, you guys just um, came off the late Kayabab hunt uh, and some of the deer hunts and then some of the late elk hunts. I'll let you guys take the floor and kind of catch the listeners up on how those hunts uh, went down. Um, we're, we're, of course, going to cover in this episode the Arizona elk and antelope uh, regulations and the draw that's coming up here, I believe, the 12th or so of February. Um, but go ahead and uh, take the floor and tell us about the late elk hunts and the uh, deer hunt. Yeah, um, it was a uh, it was a good uh, good year to be on the Kaibab. That's for sure. Um, the Kaibab um, shoot rivaled with the uh, the strip this year. So um, I would say they almost did just as good on the strip. I think even one of the statewide uh, deer tags um, came off the strip. Uh, during the belt, or sorry, came off the Kaibab this year, which was which was pretty cool to see that it hasn't happened for quite a few years. So that was pretty cool to see that. Um, we killed uh, killed some good bucks during the early hunt. Um, most of us were on the the west side. We did have some on the east side during the early hunt. So we killed a like a two or three buck on the early hunt, which is a stud buck, probably one of the best bucks come off the west side during the early hunt. Um, and then uh, we did uh, good on the late Kaibab as well. We killed a couple bucks on the B side and one on the A side. And, uh, um, yeah, so that, that was good on the Kaibab this year. Um, I'm pretty excited to see if they keep the tag numbers the same on the Kaibab this year, I sure hope they do. Um, we're starting to get some age class there. Um, and, you know, last year, well, technically we got one more day left of this year, but, um, you know, we had every other unit got affected by the drought this year as far as hoarding growth. And, uh, you know, we didn't see it on the Kaibab this year. So that was, uh, that's pretty good to know, uh, um, that game of fish did good first off, filling up drinkers and stuff like that, trick tanks, um, to keep the, the deer looking healthy this year. You know, Jay, of course, we're high on the Kaibab. I mean, it's not affected by the drought like the strip is, and certainly, uh, you know, we understand the, the strip hunts, but, man, with the lack of tag numbers and uh, the up and down, uh, you know, uh, horn growth that can occur out on the strip, you know, we have set our sights on the Kaibab, and we stay right there. You know, one thing that uh, I keep, I always keep an eye on uh, non-resident max deer points. Uh, last year, there was 120 sitting in that non-resident pool. This year, there's 112, so there's only eight maximum non-resident guys that have come out of that, uh, you know, uh, max bonus point pool. They're all chasing that strip tag, and... Uh, you know, it's it's another, you know, if you do the math with eight every year, that's 14 years before they're going to get a preference tag uh, on the strip. So uh, assuming that everything stays the same. So that's why we're high on the Kaibab because that Kaibab tag is a little easier to drop and you can actually draw it uh, and you don't have the problem with, uh, you know, drought uh, hitting, those, uh, hitting those deer. So, 
you know, some some of your listeners that have max points, you know, that's a that's an option for them uh, to maybe uh, you know look at that Lake Kaibab hunt, uh, and uh, it's a you know it's a great hunt, totally different type of a hunt. Um, you can probably see as many bucks in one day as you can the whole ten day hunt on the strip. So it's a totally different type of a hunt. You guys talk about tag numbers and the game and fish keeping the tag numbers low. Um, has that been a change? Like, have they done something in the last few years to reduce tag numbers? Um, or, or has it been the same for a while? And with that being said, you know, if they keep everything the same, uh, it sounds like you guys think that it will continue to keep trending up in a positive direction with more trophy bucks, older age class bucks. Yeah, no, that, that's right. The the late west side uh, is at a hundred. It's been a hundred. This year will be the fourth year in a row at a hundred. It was it was one thirty five uh, back in two thousand fourteen. But uh, the early hunts at five hundred, and that's the same for the last three years. So that's good. Uh, they they've kept the the tag numbers consistent. Uh, hopefully they'll just uh, keep doing that because we have definitely seen an improvement on the age class. Uh, on the west side and east side, east side is uh, basically same tag numbers for a long time. So uh, hopefully they'll just you know stay uh, stay right there. Uh, you know, as you know, in 13B they they did bump up uh, 80 tags or five tags last year, so they went from 75 to 80 in 13B last year. Uh, I'm not sure what they're planning to do this uh, this year. Sounds good. And then moving into the late elk seasons, um, were you guys out there um, doing some late elk hunts, or were you too busy with the Kaibab deer hunts? Heck no, we were sheep hunting, brother. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, John, oh, yeah, John, I uh, forgot. To, yeah, John got to suffer through that late elk hunt. I'll let him talk about that, I'll, and I'll, I'll just smile at the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and before, I think you were talking about 12B. You kept on saying 13B on the deer tags. Oh, no, 13B went from 75 to 80 last year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So they did increase the B tags last oh, year. Gotcha. 13, uh, 12B stayed the same. But. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, the, the late elk hunt was, uh, was a good one. Um, we, uh, we, I mean, we had, we had a great, great hunt. We were in the, um, a unit right here in Flight Staff, which, you know, isn't known for, you know, quality elk anymore. Um just because of the, the tag numbers they've been issuing. And I think that's across the board. I think every single person, I think, can agree as far as the elk side, how many tag, you know, how many tags they're issuing across the board in units. I don't think, uh, you know, too many people are very happy about the tag numbers they allot for, for bull tags. Um, but we, we saw 40, I think we saw 48 bulls in seven days. Um, the best bull, my hunter wanted a 350 bull. Um, the best bull we saw was a 340 bull, and I think that was on day number five or six. Um, so we passed up a pile of bulls. I think out of those 48 bulls, he could have probably shot maybe 20 of them. Um, he went home with uh, his tag in his pocket and, uh, you know, had a great hunt. He had fun, um, ate good food, and, I mean, He's coming back to hunt, so I I think it was a successful hunt. You know, I I'm fine taking hunters out that want a trophy hunt and want to eat their tag. You know what I mean? Or they're they're willing to eat their tag. Um, it, it just kind of makes it hard whenever people want a trophy hunt and then on the very last day, now all of a sudden they want to shoot a bull on the very last night because then it's like you know then the stress actually starts. You know, have you ever had that happen? Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that, uh, you know, four days in, they passed a really nice bull at, you know, 325, 330, not broken. And then they've been a trophy hunter the whole time. And then the night before the last day, they say, well, I, I, I want to shoot a bull. And you're going, well, man, two days ago, we had a beautiful bull at 300 yards. And now, you know, now the whole hunt success is going to be dictated on whether we kill or not. Um, you know, I was going to say something when, when you were talking, what was going through my mind is, and obviously this has absolutely nothing to do with your hunter in that specific hunt, but talking in general terms, uh, I think most people need to realize that they're going on a late elk hunt. Um, and you know, guys, I'm not guiding, uh, 
elk hunters at all next year in the state of Arizona. I didn't this year. So I feel like I can kind of say this as not, you know, like I'm not trying to book hunts. I'm not trying, like, I'm just trying to be real. Like you can be a trophy hunter and that's fine. But if you're in a, you know, what I would call a mid tier unit or in unit, that's just really not producing that good of bulls. You've got to have uh, realistic expectations. Um, You know, it's one thing to be in a, you know, 23 or 27 or unit one or, you know, unit nine, some of those 10, maybe where there's, you know, some trophy bulls around, but, um, and, and feel free to jump in here if you disagree with me, but then there's these mid-tier units, which, you know, for standards across the United States, it's still pretty darn good elk hunting, but um, I think with any hunt, these elk hunters that are applying for these tags and that are listening to this podcast and trying to determine what they're going to be you know, what they're going to be going after and what they'll be happy with, they have to realize that the, not all these Arizona units are the same. And that means that your expectations for these units need not be the same as what you see on the cover of some magazine. Um, and I think that's part of talking to whoever you hunt with to get a real sense. And that's what I try and do on these podcasts is like, you know, go through each unit and get a real sense of what the reality is. And, you know, we all would agree that in any given unit in the state of Arizona, there can be a giant bull. I mean, it just just never ceases to amaze me that there's bulls that come out of certain units. You're just like, where did that guy come from? But in general terms, uh, you know, managing clients' expectations used to be one of my biggest jobs. And I think um, you know, I'm curious your thoughts on this because I think some people go into a hunt wanting a 350 bull and the reality is there may be eight total in the whole unit and, you know, six of them are broken. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm especially, curious your thoughts especially on this year, especially this year. I mean, no bulls really had a top end. So you already got to take off 20 inches right there. Right. Easy. So, right. um, but you know, like, like I, I've always said during the antelope hunts, I mean, you know, most of, you know, granted, most of the giant bucks will hit the dirt, you know, opening morning during antelope hunt. There's no doubt about it. Because um, they're, they're sitting out there like sitting ducks, you know what I mean? They don't have a chance. There's five guys coming in from every angle usually, you know what I mean, on a giant yeah. buck. Um, but then after that, once people see their target buck hit the dirt, they start going into panic mode, and they just right. got to shoot something, you know what I mean? And then they'll shoot, like, a, a small buck whenever there's still plenty of great bucks out there. Well, not plenty, but there's still great bucks out there. With a general elk tag, you could scout the whole entire unit before the hunt started for a long time and still not see every bull there is out there. And most of the time, the bulls are still transitioning from, you know, their rutting grounds or, or whatever. So y- you really don't even know what's available on a general season tag until you've, you've hunted it a few days, until people have pushed elk. There could be an elk in Unit 8 one day, and he's in Unit 9 the next, you know, um, yeah. just how hard they're getting pressured. So. It, it, it is kind of fun looking through elk, and I love glassing uh, a lot. I got a set of BTXs this year, and they're, I love them. Uh, they're amazing. Um, but it, it's just fun to be out there glassing and looking at stuff and saving up your energy until it's time to actually go after, you know, what your hunter wants to go after. Now, if a hunter shows up and he's wanting to kill a 280 bull, a 315 bull, yeah, you know, you're going to have your work cut out from day one, but if your your hunter wants to trophy hunt, it, it's fine sitting out. I mean, this year we didn't kill a 350-plus pool on a general hunt this year. Um, last year we killed a 385 bull. Um, the year before that we killed a 370 bull. I mean, it's definitely possible to kill good quality bulls on a general hunt, but like you said, it's not going to happen for you know, not even 50% of the people are going to, you know, or 10%, not even, you know, but if people are willing to eat their tag and actually try, it's, it's a better chance, you know, at least they're, they're getting out there hunting 
rather than waiting on an early rifle bull, bull tag, if that makes sense. Yeah, they can draw. Sure. Um, they they can draw a few a few general season tags before they get the chance to draw an early rifle bull tag. Yeah, for sure, I get it totally. Um, all right, let's let's dive into uh, this application deadline. I believe it's February twelfth um, coming up. The regulations have just come out online. I'm not sure if they're out uh, in the Game of Fish offices yet, but they will be shortly. Um, but you can go on azgfd.gov and check out the regs. Um, guys, the first question would be across the board, uh, in, in the units that you hunt or even the units you don't hunt, did you notice anything that jumped out at you as far as new hunts, uh, you know, different tag allocations or anything that's, uh, any major changes that you see there? You know, just a couple changes, Jay. I mean, no really major changes, but, you know, as you know, Game of Fish always tweaks uh, where the muzzleloader hunts and early hunts are, and they kind of rotate those amongst the units. But, um, you know, 7 West had an early rifle uh, hunt uh, last year. No, it was a muzzleloader hunt last year, I believe, but there's no early rifle or muzzleloader hunt in 7 West, which is good, so that's a reduction of 25 tags there. Uh, 383C... Uh, gets an early rifle hunt uh, this year, which uh, should be exciting. Uh, they they uh, changed the dates. Uh, you know, as you know, it seems like every year they pick one unit to have the early rifle hunt before the archery hunt, and I guess it's 3A3C's turn for the uh, early rifle hunt before the archery hunt this year. So uh, that's uh, that's always uh, difficult to deal with uh, when you're a, you know when you're an archery hunter, but. Uh, so the 383C gets that short straw, I guess, this year. Uh, 7 East has just been pounded. I think we talked about this last time. 7 East uh, bull hunts have just it really have devastated 7 East. Uh, luckily, they removed all the early rifle hunts but one. So there is one 30-tag uh, unit there in 7 East uh, up on the wilderness area. So that's a good change. Uh, hopefully, they'll keep that for a while. It's going to take a while for 7 East to come back to anywhere where it used to be. Uh, Unit 27 uh, went from an early muzzleloader, no, from an early rifle hunt last year to muzzleloader hunt this year, same number of 40 tags. So they they, they always give the muzzies a, a chance uh, in these units, uh, so the muzzleloader hunt this year. And then Unit 1 uh, went to a rifle hunt from a muzzleloader hunt. So they're kind of tweaking both of those uh, flip-flopping them around. So uh, the nice thing about Unit 10, you know, we love Unit 10. It's always been a strong unit for us. Uh, we're in the, this year will be the fourth year for uh, 40 tags on the early hunt. Um, five years ago, there was 100 tags. So we're, we're excited to see that uh, reduction stay in place, and hopefully they'll just keep that 40 tags for a while. Uh, you know, last year, is really not a good indication of how the unit is just because of the, the drought situation. There were very few good bulls uh, in really any unit, uh, but uh, 10, uh, you know, is, is uh, you know, a drought unit. It just really didn't, uh, didn't produce uh, the good bulls. Um, on the archery side, really very few changes. Uh, in fact, any of the units uh, that we hunt, uh, there's no changes uh, at all, and and we hunt uh, units 1 through 11 on the elk side plus unit 27, uh, and 23 and 22 uh, are the units that we cover uh, in Arizona. Uh, most of those units are right here around Arizona, or right here around Flagstaff, and uh, most of our guys live right here at Flagstaff. We do have a couple guys that live over in the White Mountains, so uh, those are the hunts that we always uh, look at. Um, it's good to see that there's no uh, archery changes uh, this year. So that's kind of a quick rundown, Jay, on uh, you know kind of the current status of the tag numbers and, and dates, etc. My first question for you guys: um, you know, the Seven West uh, last year was like you said the uh, I don't know if it was a muzzle order or early rifle, but it went before the archery season and. I know there were some that had high expectations and high hopes for potentially a couple of those big bulls in 7 West to get shot. 
my question is, I don't know if you guys had a hunter on that hunt or were you on it or what did you hear uh, as far as how was that hunt, number one. Number two is, did any big bulls get shot on that hunt, uh, on that on that hunt that went before the archery season? And then once you answer that, I want to dive into if you heard anything. Well, might as well cover it too. Did you hear of any effect that it had on the archers that had to go basically a week later, still had their two weeks, but had to follow that up? Yeah, so... Um, I had a few buddies in there. We did not have a, a client in there. We just had a, um, some friends in there. We had two friends in there for the, for the muzzleloader hunt. And uh, there was um, high expectations, like you were saying, and nobody really killed anything good on that, on that hunt from, from what I saw. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if, you know, I'm sure there is somebody out there that killed a 350 bull that's like, wait, what? You didn't see my bull? But, you know, from from social media to texting and all that stuff and word around town, I didn't I didn't hear of anybody doing anything good in that, that hunt, which is um, kind of sad. I wish uh, there was definitely some good quality bulls in there that, you know, got to live. They even lived through the archery hunt because um, we did have two clients um, during the archery hunt. Uh, that followed that that tag and there was good bulls that they were on still um they both harvested uh, bulls they weren't you know giant bulls they were just six point bulls um but you know put a gun in their hand and i'm sure they would have had some studs on the ground you know yeah um did you hear that you know having those tags in there before did it you know one thing I would say Absolutely. is seven yeah, I, it, it went a week later, so maybe the bugling was better, or did it, like, that much pressure at the beginning, just right when they were starting to maybe think about rutting around, it just got them all screwed up? Yeah, it, uh, it actually did, uh, didn't do that, that good. Um, there was actually a pretty cool story. Um, uh, two of our guides ended up, there was actually a tag that got donated, uh, um, I, I don't know what organization it was. I think what organization was it through the kids, but they, they donated a tag to one of the, a local kid here in town and, and actually Shane uh, Woodruff, one of our guides and, uh, Chris Barreras, um, actually took their tip money, bought the kid, a, a muzzleloader. He actually went out and, uh, was able to harvest a bull during that, during that hunt. Um, they weren't, they didn't see any good bulls, but they did harvest a, a good bull, um, uh, for, for a kid. It was, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool story. Um, but as far as the archery hunt that went after that hunt, man, they, they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't do, uh, that well. I didn't, I didn't see any good, uh, archery bulls taken. The, um, the elk, you could definitely tell that they were pressured the week prior to that hunt. Um, the elk bugling was, you, you could definitely hear them bugling as far as them coming into a bugle. It wasn't going to happen. Um, they were running at night, not running during the day. It, uh, I, I, even if you move the hunts back to where they're supposedly going to be, you know, in a more of a rut state, I don't think it helps out moving these archery hunts. I think it actually hoses them more than it helps them. That's, that's my two cents for number one you're having those guys go in there with a rifle um they can they can shoot farther they you know they're in there scouting before the archery hunt's going um they're taking out all the quality bulls supposedly um it it just doesn't uh i don't like the idea this is the third year um i haven't seen anything good that happened out of unit nine the first year they had it Seven West last year was the second year. Now uh, we'll see what happens in the Unit Three A Three C this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's uh, it's one of those things. I think even with the whether it's a muzzleloader or early rifle, depending on you know even what unit it is, you guys know that sometimes on these years where that first you know four or five days of the archery season in some units can be pretty tough, and you know they're not really going. 
although you do have a muzzleloader and you do have a rifle, depending on which hunt it is and how they flip-flopped it around, um, it's still a tough hunt. Um, you know, certainly we would hope for good moisture, the cows feeling good, and, you know, um, you know, some big bulls being out and moving around with cows and, and being able to glass them up and, and get them. Um, but you know as well as I do, sometimes these archery hunts, which is basically the same time frame that that, you know, that one firearm season hunt that they've bumped in front of the archers, it's not a given. I mean, it's not a, it's not a slam dunk. I would say on a, on a non-drought year, you're probably going to have your best opportunity to kill a big bull maybe early. Um, but you know, that, that's still a tough hunt. And then I always feel for the archers that have to go, you know, behind all of the chaos that comes with that, you know, whether it be a 40 tag, 20 tag, however many tags it may be, and depending on what unit, um, you know, say 40 tags and, you know, four or five guys in each camp, I mean, that those elk are going to feel that pressure, and typically it's going to make them more nocturnal, it's going to make them less likely to want to really bugle around, it's going to make them pretty wary if they hear a, you know, a call that's maybe not, uh, you know, perfect. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on that hunt, jumping in front of the archers myself. Um, but, uh, you know, no one really asked me, so I guess it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah. I uh, guess, if, I guess the, if we had seen a good bull taken, you know what I mean, like, you know, at yeah. least 25, 50% of the tag holders killed quality bulls, then it'd be like, man, that is a hunt to go for. But right. I have yet to see the muzzleloader guys, you know, succeed on it, and I've yet to see the archery guys succeed on it being pushed back further. So yeah, I think I, it just I, messes I with, with the elk. Yeah. It just messes with the elk, and I don't think it benefits either one of them. I know that uh, the year they had it in Unit Nine, a couple good bulls were shot, but I think. You know, like I said, some of these units that you can get up and you can glass and you can see if they're not bugling and you've got a rifle, you know, a lot of times you can get it done, but you take a lot of these units that you can't see, um, it, it, it's still a dang tough hunt, even if you have a rifle or a muzzleloader in your hand. Okay, guys, I want to, um, I kind of want to, trying to think how I want to do this, if I want to split the state up, but let's right now let's tackle um let's just kind of do a, a you know I'll, I'll i'll say a unit and you guys both kind of tell me your thoughts tell me your kind of quality of bulls uh whether the units you know trending up down whatever whatever you want to say let's just kind of bounce around and we, we might as well start let's start up in uh unit 10 i know you guys really like unit 10 you had mentioned that the you were happy that the number stayed at, uh, I believe, the 40 early rifle permits and the 100 bull tags. Uh, let's talk about what you're seeing in Unit 10 and what people that are applying for that unit should expect to see this coming year. And, and let's just say, because we can't predict it, you know, let's just say an average year, um, what 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 they should expect in Unit 10 for not only the early rifle, the archery, uh, the late archery, and the, um, you know, late muzzleloader and the rifle hunt. So, I, so first off, I think um, maybe we need to talk about, like, the quality of the unit throughout the whole entire state going degress, degressing. Um, I, um, because if you compare it to, you know, three years ago, it's worse than this year. So, um, you know, age class is down, you know, which means scores are down, everything is down. So, um, and a lot of it is to do with, you know, tag numbers and equipment and, you know, 10 guys helping one client out. And, you know, it goes on and on and on why our age class and quality of bulls is going down in the state. And I don't think you know, I think every single person can can see this, you know. Um, so if you would ask me, you know, three, four years ago on Unit 10, it would have been, man, we can kill this quality of bull and this quality of bull. And now I think it's going less and less and less. Um, and it's not that, you know, we're not working as hard or um, it's just, 
you know, to kill a quality age class bull now is taking a lot more than what it used to take, you know, three, four years ago. You so with that, that being case? said, yeah, I mean, I think overall we, we would all agree that the quality in, in, in general, the, you know, you take Instagram, for example, if you just start looking at the pictures from this elk season compared to the season before, compared to the season before, before, keep going back, I mean, I, I would I would agree that it seems like the size of bulls that you're seeing, it's just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. My question specifically is, let's, let's just take Unit 10 and let's say, okay, archery hunt, I would have said, okay, in 05, you know, I saw multiple, you know, 390-plus type bulls. I saw a lot, almost a 370 bull every single, year, every single day. I saw multiple 350-plus bulls. Um, let's, let's just dive right into it and be real of, you know, on the archery hunt, in Unit 10, on an average year, uh, you know, what kind of bulls? should you expect i mean i'm thinking that you should see bulls you know from that 310 to 340 range you'll probably see a couple bulls in that 350 maybe 360 range and you know maybe two or three that push over that 370 um curious your guys' thoughts on overall quality and expectations you know jay i mean let, let's just take old you know 15 because <clears throat> it was a good year uh you know, there were 100 early bull tags, and there were 200 archery elk tags. Uh, the Game of Fish saw the same thing that you just mentioned. Uh, there was great quality, and they just pounded them. Um, luckily, we have half the archery tags now and only 40 on the early bull. So, uh, you know, the, the Game of Fish has noticed that the age class is off, uh, the quality is down. Uh, it, and back five years ago, you know, we could see 380 bulls almost every day, and certainly uh, we could tell clients that they would see a 380-plus bull in the field on their hunt, whether they could harvest it or we'd have a chance at them or whatever. You know, I mean, archery is is, uh, is not a slam dunk, uh, but they would certainly see that quality of bull. Now that's not the case. Uh, I, I, I'm hesitant a little bit because last year the drought just pounded the elk, and so... I hesitate a little bit to use last year as a barometer, but um, I still think uh, this year, you know, we'll be telling clients uh, that they should be able to expect to see 350, 360 type bulls uh, on those early hunts. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe we get lucky and, and find a better bull, but that quality of bull is still in the unit, uh, but certainly not in the numbers uh, that they were five years ago. But I do believe unit 10 is still probably one of the top, five units in the state easy absolutely absolutely and and with that being said guys in your opinion is it trending flat up or down yeah it's just you're you're asking us after last year do i think the age class of uh i mean uh two years ago you know like i killed a 393 bull out of that unit out of unit 10 with my personal tag last year could i have killed that bull not a chance i don't think so so this year, if you gave, you know, it's snowing right now and, and we're getting good moisture so far this year. We're not getting phenomenal moisture, but we're getting a normal a normal season so far. Um, you know, could you ask me if I could kill a 390-class bull this year? I, I would say, you know, possibly. I, I do believe that. Um, I it, It's just hard after last year. I think every single outfitter in Arizona – had to eat humble pie last year, so it, it, yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. I agree with that, and and I and I'll stipulate um, that you know, obviously after last year's drought, we're all you know, everybody's a little shell shocked and and a little reluctant to kind of throw numbers out there. But you're saying, in your opinion, it's top five unit in the state. I hear Kevin saying that you know, three fifty, three sixty bulls, you'll see those on your hunt. But I don't hear him rushing out to say, you know, I can I bet you you'll see a 380-plus bull on your hunt, whereas years ago that would be the case. So um, we're going to move through some of these units. So you guys, uh, would yeah, you agree I, that you'll you see some 320 to 350-type bulls? And if you kill, you know, if you, if you see a 360, 370 bull, you better be thinking about shooting it. Yes, during the archery hunt and possibly even the early rifle hunt. 
I say we okay. have a and better a better understanding come March. And yeah, and if you haven't does. used your point guard, definitely buy it again this year. So okay, I think that's good advice. And then with Unit Ten, um, you've got the late archery, you've got the late muzzleloader, and you've got the late rifle hunts. Um, where do you see for guys that are kind of considering the the type of quality? Uh, for those hunts, if you could give the listener just a general feeling. Now, granted, at any given time, a 390-inch bull could step out. So we're, we're not talking about that anomaly bull. We're talking about, like, realistic, what kind of expectations should these guys have on the late archery, late muzzleloader, late rifle hunts as far as quality of bulls that they're looking at? Yeah, I would say... I would say realistically, you got a chance to to pursue a, a 350. You know, not just see a 350, but to pursue a 350 bull, whether it's archery or early rifle. It's, I still think if you're on an early rifle hunt, we try to pursue a 380 bull. Whether that's the case once you know all the scouting's done, um, I don't know. Um, if, if there's a chance, you know, to obviously you know find a better bull we're going after that um right but what about the what about the late archery the late muzzleloader and the late rifle um does that drop down john to you know 330 or i I believe it does so this year i actually had um one client turn in his tag back for that muzzleloader tag in unit 10 he was at max points um, I still think I'm going to have him put in for it again this year for that muzzleloader tag. I think that muzzleloader tag in Unit 10 is a sleeper tag. Um, there's a lot of people that get it handed to them during that tag, uh, but you just have to know the unit. Um, we've killed great bulls on that hunt in the past. Um, even after that hunt and it was done, we've killed great bulls on the general season in Unit 10. Um, I, I, unit 10 is a phenomenal unit no matter what. Uh, it, it's just not an easy unit to learn. Uh, okay. So whenever you hear, you know, 75% of the people that step in that unit, they say they hate it. It would be like somebody stepping into 13B into the strip. Sure, 75% of the people would say they hate it. It's just too big of a unit. It's one of the biggest units that we have for elk in the state, you know. So to try to to try to learn the unit or hunt the whole unit in seven days, it ain't going to happen. Fair enough. Um, uh, I want to ask you guys one more question about Unit 10, and then let's move to some of the other units. Um, buy the Bokeist uh, private land permit or not buy the Bokeist private land permit? 100%. Absolutely. Buy yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's half the unit. Okay. I mean, why give up half your unit for 80 bucks? 80 bucks. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer, Jake. Okay, yeah, I agree with you um, for sure. I think it's you know, the challenge is there's people out there that have hunted that unit for years and they don't feel like paying 80 bucks is quote-unquote fair. I would argue, okay. listen, it's a, it's a private land situation. We're not going to get into the politics of that issue. But for 80 bucks, you get to hunt a half a million acres. Uh, and, you know, you figure that that 80 bucks goes in to help grade roads, help fix waters that take care of the elk all year round. Um, pay the 80 bucks, give yourself access to the whole unit, and call it good. Let's move on to Unit 9 um, and talk a little bit about Unit 9. Uh, which way do you see it trending? Uh, where do you see the trophy quality? Again, the same question on the archery and the early rifle hunts in there or muzzleload or whatever it is. Uh, you know, what can guys expect to see? And we're going to kind of do this with all the units. So in general... In your idea, uh, where does Unit 9 fall as, you know, in the state as, as far as where does it fall as, 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 you know, when we're looking at quality units, and then how is it how is it trending and what can they expect to see? I would say Unit 9 is still in the top five units. Um, I, uh, it, has a, it has the quantity of elk for sure. It, the quality the quality is going down. Um, it's an overrated unit. It's still probably one of the hardest units to draw in the state, and it's going to stay like that just because people see Unit Nine as being phenomenal, and it's not what it used to be at all. 
Um, it has 350 bulls left and right. To find a bull better than 350 bull, you're going to have to work hard for it. So, um, you know, unit 10 is hands down above unit 9. And it has been that way, I'd say, for probably six, seven years, probably. Okay, so um, you would say, John, yeah. your opinion is unit 10 is a better trophy quality than unit 9. That's your opinion, right? 100%. Yep. Yeah. The, okay. Uh, Kevin? Yeah, no, I, I, we totally agree. I mean, that's why we we really uh, uh, concentrate in Unit 10. You don't have the numbers of people helping people. For whatever reason, Unit 10 is, is, is working on uh, past uh, uh, experience, if you will, and past reputation, and uh, you know, people are still chasing that tag, and it, the tag isn't what it used to be. Um, it's uh, it's it's trending down. It has been for a while. Um, you know, we get nine hunters, uh, but we would much prefer to be in ten than nine. Fair enough. Yeah. Unit eight. Uh, it. Uh, my dad actually had a tag in unit eight last year. He actually hit a bull um, in unit eight, and uh, you know, believe it, he killed it. So he wrapped up his tag. Um, not a phenomenal bull. Is a good bull. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a 330 class unit to 320 class unit, um, is the top end. You can find a 350 class bull in there, but a bull better than that is hard to come by. You know, Jay, it's interesting that, um, we, uh, this is the only unit that we would prefer to do the late hunt than the early hunts. Um, uh, that late hunt can be decent, um, and uh, so uh, that's that's really about the only unit that we hunt that we would prefer being there on the late hunt than the early hunt. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I, I'm, I like getting that insight. Um, uh, guys, I want to take a quick second before we dive into some of these other units. I want to thank the sponsors of this podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com, the gear shop. Cody Nelson, my friend of over 20 years, is the optics manager. I call him the glassing guru. If you guys out there listening have any optical needs at all whether it be binos tripods spotting scopes rifle scopes uh, etc you can give him a call at 702-847-8747 that's extension 2 and you can also send him an email at uh, optics at gohunt.com I also want to remind you that the gohunt insider is just about to release their draw odds for Arizona. The regs are just coming out and Go Hunt Insider is about to release. Their, it's the most accurate draw odds out there. If you have an interest in, in signing up for the Go Hunt Insider, if you go to gohunt.com forward slash Scott, you're going to get a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card that you can use to buy, whether it be optics, uh, buy sleeping bags, tripods, whatever it may be in the gear shop, you get a $50 credit. So uh, check them out. I want to thank them for their sponsorship. I want to thank Kuyu. That's K-U-I-U.com, Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's the gear that I wear. Uh, I want to thank uh, Phonescope.com. If you use the J. Scott promo code, you're going to get it's J. Scott 18 promo code. You're going to get a 10% discount. I want to thank CanyonCoolers.com, based right out of Flagstaff, Arizona, where Kevin and John are from. Uh, Canyon Coolers, if you use the J. Scott promo code, you're going to get a 10% discount. Uh, and I also want to thank Onyx Maps. Uh, Onyx Maps, if you use the J. Scott promo code, you're going to get a 20% uh, discount there on Onyx Maps. Uh, I use not only the desktop, but I use the phone app uh, all the time. And I want to thank those sponsors. All right, guys, we've talked about Unit 10, we've talked about Unit 9, we've talked about Unit 8. I found an interesting point was you like the late hunt uh, for, that, for that unit better. Um, let's talk, you've, you've mentioned that 7 East has been fairly well obliterated. Uh, let's talk about 7 West. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll talk about uh, 7 East just a little bit. Um, okay. Uh, the Game and Fish uh, manager for that unit has actually been um, calling me. He called me probably two or three times last year um, to get my opinion um, on Unit 7. So um, uh, I did uh, persuade him or help persuade him to get rid of all of the peaks hunts but one. Um, 
could help that unit out quite a bit. Um, it it was actually you know good working with him you know to to try to get those those peak peaks hunts gone. I think that's the heart of the problem right there was putting you know four or five early rifle bull tags back to back to back um, during the peak of the rut. Um, so that I do want to you know you know say thanks to Game and Fish for doing that. Um, uh, next year, uh, or the end of this year, they're actually going to go through and start looking at tag numbers again this year. Um, so this year they did keep the tag numbers the exact same in 7 East um, for the general hunts and archery hunts. Um, but we are slowly working um, to try to get that unit back. If we, I think if we complain enough as, as sportsmen um, that, that we can get, 70s back to what it used to be um it, it's going to take an easy 10 years if we start today to get that unit back to what it used to be um but i'll jump into seven west um you know they're keeping the the tag numbers up they actually moved the tag numbers up in seven west um this year i believe for the general tag i thought or no no they did not they kept it the same so um but there's 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 there is a lot of elk in seven in seven west just the age class is not there so um uh you know during uh during the summer months you can find some stud bulls in seven west but whenever the archery hunts usually those bulls end up going someplace else i'd what say it's say probably expect go ahead i'd say probably it's uh during the archery hunt it's probably a 330 320 class unit um, for the archery hunt. Um, if you had an early rifle bull tag like last year, the muzzleloader tag, I thought they should have done a little bit better than what they did. Um, but, um, yeah. Okay. Um, fair enough. Um, what about some of the fives and sixes uh, units? We don't have to go through every one of them, but are there any that you, you want to point out? Feel free, have the floor to just talk about them. Um, 6A, uh, they, they had that, uh, early, early rifle hunt in there last year. Um, we had, uh, one client in there for that hunt and, uh, he hit probably a 380 class bull, 375 class bull during that hunt last year and, uh, never found it. So 6A has phenomenal elk in it. It's just not, uh, they're not around every tree. There is a lot of elk in 6A, as you can see, the tag numbers in 6A. Um, 5A and 5B, you know, um, is is a great unit. 5B over 5A. Um, and, you know, during the archery hunt, you can find a 350 class bull during that hunt sometimes, but most of the time it's, you know, a 280 to 320 class unit, you know. Do you like 5B South or 5B North better for trophy quality? North. Yeah. Okay. We've killed, uh, we even killed a statewide bull out of there one year, which is pretty cool, out of 5B North. So, okay. It, it definitely um, has the, uh, the, the qualities there for sure, and, and the big bulls like it. It's just trying to, uh, trying to find them. Let's jump over to the eastern part of the state uh, in the, the uh, you know, the 1s, 27s, the 3Cs, the 23s, the 22s. And uh, we might as well, let's just go with uh, Unit 23. Uh, tell me, uh, let's talk uh, 23 North, um, archery, early rifle, and then talk about the late hunt in 23 in general. You know, feel free to, you know, go, go through 23. Uh Kevin keeps on pointing at me, so I guess I'll keep on thinking. <laughs> so, uh, 20, uh, 23, we had uh, a early rifle bull hunter in there last year. He killed a 365, 370 class bull um, during that hunt. Um, you know, 23 North is a phenomenal unit. Um, so that's where the early rifle hunt is. I'm sure they moved it back to 23 South this year, I believe. No. They switch it up. 
No, they have same. both. They have a. They have both. They have an early rifle hunt in twenty three oh, north, and yep. they have, I believe, a five tag hunt in twenty three south. Yeah, I got. Right. I got twenty seven mixed up. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, twenty three is is uh, is a good unit. What about twenty three for the late hunts? Obviously, in the late hunts, you can hunt both the north and the south. It's all one unit during the late hunt. What's your thoughts on for a late hunt unit? It's uh, it's a phenomenal unit um, as far as the late hunts. They've killed great bulls during the late hunts in there, um, and uh, you know it's just a, a game of glassing for sure. You can you can tell how good of a unit um, late hunts are by how many tag how many points it takes to draw that tag, and you can tell for a late hunt it's still a phenomenal tag to have. Okay, let's talk about twenty two. I'm pointing at Kevin for this one. Yeah, we we haven't had hunters in 22 for a few years, Jay. So, um, you know, it 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 appears that it's staying pretty consistent, but we really can't speak uh, specific to that. We haven't had a hunter in there for about three years. Fair enough. Um, one in 27. You know, the burn has made that a uh, the, especially the late hunt. Actually, the early hunt. It's always been a good early hunt units, but uh, that late hunt. Uh, they're probably killing too many bulls, actually, uh, especially in 27 on that late hunt. Uh, I'm surprised that they didn't reduce uh, the tags. Uh, you know, man, uh, so that's that's unfortunate. Uh, you know, 460 tags on that general elk hunt, uh, they're pounding them uh, still, and I wish they would back off of that. Uh, it's certainly a lot more open than it ever used to be, uh, and uh, they're just... They're taking a lot of good elk uh, in 27. Uh, now is a good time to, to have a tag, but it's not going to last much longer. I mean, the quality's already down from uh, where it was three years ago. Okay. What about uh, 3C? Yeah, 3A, 3C's always been a strong unit. We're excited to see, uh, you know, how that rifle hunt going first happens uh, this year. That er the early rifle hunt uh, will be uh, certainly... Uh, will be a good one for sure. Uh, we would love to have hunters on that hunt. Uh, that's that's going to certainly be one of the top end uh, uh, hunts this year. Is that three A three C early rifle hunt? Okay, guys, I'm going to put each one of you on the spot, and we're going to say name your top five archery elk units in order. Uh, each one of you has your own say, or you can agree with the other one, uh, but. In, in order, our, your top five archery elk units, one of you go. Hey, we're still writing them down right Man, now. Son, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's put us right there on the spot. Uh, <laughs> just, just a second here. We'll I'm, 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 we can I'm, edit out all the time you need. <laughs> I'm, ro I'm rotating numbers here. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, Ten, and I can't decide between uh, between twenty three and twenty seven next, or nine, or unit one. <laughs> okay, so so you kind of have a so you kind of have a unit ten as number one, and then you put the other four kind of as all at number two as a tie. Yep. And and just to be clear, you said twenty three, twenty seven. What did you say? Nine and one. Nine and one. Okay, Kevin. He topped out, man. I can't believe he let him top out like that. I I would say 10, 1, 9, uh, no, I'll put 23, then 9, then 27. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, well, I won't make it. I'm going to put you on the spot here. <laughs> yeah, personally, I, I'm going to say that I think if, if you take it, I kind of look at it two ways. If you want the best bugling unit in the state, I say 23 North. If you want the biggest bulls in the state, I say 23 South. Um, both of those units are unique units. They're fairly small units. They do have quite a bit of elk. 23 South has way less elk than 23 North. 23 South is very difficult to hunt. They have a five uh, tag early rifle hunt in there and they have 15 archery archery tags um, it is not a real fun pleasurable unit it's hard to get around but there are some big bulls 
in 23 South. Now, 23 North, uh, it's, I think, the best bugling unit in the state year in and year out. Uh, there's only 15 archery tags, uh, and those elk seem to bugle consistently. They really scream. Um, I would say that 23 North over the years, the quality continues to decline like the rest of the state. Um, I've spent a lot of time in 23 North. I very rarely see many bulls over 370. Every year I would, you know, say that maybe one or two that I would see. Um, but expect to see a lot of bulls in that 320 to 350 range. If you're killing a bull over 350 and 23 North, I still think you've done pretty good. Um, you know, then I look at units like 23 South where it's, it's really kind of a horrible hunt, but it, that you can shoot a big bull, probably the, one of the best, uh, chances in the state. Uh, unit nine, I agree is a bit overrated. Um, and has been, never been as good as it was, I think, like 15 years ago, or, you know, say 12 to 15 years ago. You still always have the park there, and you have the chance that those big bulls can live on the park, and if it dries out, potentially could come out onto, out of the park, come south, and, you know, run around, and those are all the, you know, every once in a while you see one of those giant bulls in Unit 9, Unit 10, I haven't hunted there. The last time I hunted Unit 10 myself was 05. That was actually the last archery tag I had, and it was an absolutely phenomenal year. Phenomenal moisture. Um, saw just incredible elk, uh, incredible bulls. I wish Unit 10 could get back to those days. I'm sure you guys do too. And then 1 and 27, I think, are, are great units. But I agree on those late hunts. They've been just pounding those bulls, and uh, the age class from everybody I'm talking to is just coming down. I would say Unit 1's a better bugling unit than, than Unit 27. Unit 27, you can get away from more people, but it's a lot rougher country. Um, and then 3C, um, 3C is 3C. I mean, you have the White Mountain Apache, so you have a chance for a big bull to you know, to come north and, and come out of the, the reservation and, and come up and look for cows. But it's, uh, you know, 135 tags. Uh, there's still quite a bit of pressure. It's, you know, definitely a 320 to 350 bull. But if you're shooting a 350-plus bull, that's, you've done really good in 3C. Um, that's kind of my take. I'm going to throw it back to you guys and just say, for late elk hunting, now I'm talking about the late rifle elk hunting, what's your, say, say top two units uh, for late elk hunting in Arizona? Like if you could, you could have, you know, the client of your choice, and I said, what's your top two units for late elk hunting, what would they be? Hmm. I'd say uh, 23 and 27 possibly. But okay. I don't want to leave out 10, 9, and <laughs> Fair enough. You gave me Fair enough. Yeah. I, so, I mean, you I don't want to be limited to two. You'd want to be limited to five or six, and you'd say 23, 27, and 9, yeah, 10. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The, the nice okay. thing about 10 is it's, it's glassable, but, you know, I'm sure as, so is 27 right now is glassable. Uh, it's, it's taken a hit, as we already talked about, with quality. But, you know, I still think probably 23, and then I'd probably do 10, then 27 on the late hunts. Okay, fair enough. Um, guys, I want to talk a little bit about antelope. I know you guys like to get out and chase antelope, and I'm just going to kind of give you the floor um, to maybe go through a handful of units that you guys like to hunt, talk a little bit about them. Uh, and, you know, just kind of give highlights of, you know, the, the units that you guys like for antelope. Yeah, you know, we, we still think 5B is the best unit in the state, um, followed by Unit 10. Uh, of course, Unit 10, they've dropped the tags, and this is the second year in a row to 85. That's good. Uh, we've had a little bit of decrease, uh, but we've always been able to find book bucks uh, in 10. Uh, my client killed a book buck last year. Uh, in 10, that's a that's 10 is still strong. 5B certainly the best unit in the state. Uh, a little harder to hunt because uh, those those good bucks can get in the trees. Uh, hard to locate, hard to relocate, and 
on a premium tag like that, it's really hard to keep a guy off a trigger uh, if you haven't found your target buck in three or four days. Uh, unit 10, uh, we don't have that problem. Typically, um, I think I'm, I don't know, six or seven years in a row killing, uh, killing a target buck opening morning. So that's, that's the type of hunt that 10 is. Uh, you can glass them, you can find them, you know where they're at, you can get it done. Uh, but uh, Unit 10 uh, is behind 5B. Um, we struggled actually a little bit in Unit 9 last year. We do like 9. Uh, of course, it uh, borders 10 on the cataract. Sometimes those bucks go back and forth between 9 and 10. Uh, unit 9, they decreased the number of tags, uh, went from 32 to uh, 30. So the, the rifle hunt, they dropped some tags in 9 just a little bit. Uh, we do spend some time in 7 just because it's right here around town. Uh, but uh, the quality in, in seven has dropped as well. But uh, those are really our top units, uh, 5B and 10 is what we uh, stack our hunters into. If they're archery guys, we do the same thing, 5B archery, 10 archery, first and second choice, and uh, that's the place to stay. Unless you don't have any points uh, and you basically hunt anything, uh, you know, to just uh, get to Arizona and hunt antelope, uh, we'll throw in unit nine, unit seven as a second choice in there, just uh, you know, just to see if they can get a tag. Anything to add, John? Um, no. Uh, okay. I had a, a hunter in unit nine last year and unit ten, but yeah, number unit nine, uh, we killed a book buck, but it was not easy. Um, it uh, it was pretty dang hard. So, me and uh, Ben Sandal. Um, did that together so it was hard but every single person that was hunting was you know trying to break 80 just trying to find a buck that would score over 80 and it wasn't happening so it was definitely a tough unit last year okay um i want you guys to think think about if you have any final concluding thoughts uh anything you want to add anything you want to bring up uh, and I figured I'll take the second while you're thinking about that just to remind you both that uh, coos deer are the elite and premier deer <laughs> in Arizona. And uh, I, I need Ben Sandel to uh, come to my defense, but um, uh, I, I just want to point that out because I knew you guys would get a chuckle out of that. Do you guys have any awesome. final concluding thoughts, uh, anything you want to add, anything you think we missed, or anything you want the listeners to kind of uh, get a sense of? You know, I, I wish Arizona would put coos in a different species. I mean, I would love to hunt coos or at least have a chance at it. The only thing I do is do New Mexico. I've, I've got a little worried about Mexico, but all your pictures lately, uh, you know, I, I may have to lean back towards Mexico, but uh, New Mexico is where I, you know, try to chase that uh, coos hunt. But uh, it's, we, it's, you know, it's, it's a tough, you know, one, just one shout out real quick to your sponsors, Jay. Uh, you know, uh, Go Hunt is phenomenal. We like Go Hunt. Uh, in fact, it saves me seven or eight hours every year to crunch numbers. I wish they had their numbers updated. Hopefully, they'll hurry up and get their numbers updated. Uh, that, <laughs> I know that helps uh, uh, helps guys like uh, me that are numbers guys uh, to you know to be able to give the true odds, and that that's helpful. Uh, yeah, we love Canyon Coolers. They've been a sponsor of ours forever. Uh, great guys right here in Flagstaff. A shout out to them. They they do uh, a great they have a great cooler. Uh, Onyx has been a game changer for us the last three years, four years. Uh, it's uh, it, it's it's been just incredible, especially in states like Colorado or uh, like that. But uh, anyway, you you got some good sponsors. Uh, we appreciate their uh, you know what they do uh, for the sport, and uh, it's 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 been good. So uh, appreciate. Thank that. you, buddy. I appreciate you saying that about the sponsors. They they are great companies. Um, John, any final thoughts uh, moving forward here? Man, I, you know, if, if if somebody's looking to come hunt in Arizona for their first time, or whether they have a pile of points built up to take to take what we just said off of this podcast, you know, it, it would be too hard to have them just put in off of what we said every single person is different i mean we've already been talking to people this week already about what to put in for um every single person is different some people want like you're saying an awesome an awesome bugle hunt 
Some people want a quality hunt. Some people want to see elk. Some people want a chance at a giant and could care less if they see one elk their whole hunt. You know what I mean? So yeah. every single person is different with points and age and, you know, you know, their abilities and all that stuff, weapon choice, everything. So it, it is hard, you know, to, to try to get somebody to put in off of just what we said. Every single person has something different, whether they're putting in with a group, whether they use their point guard, they don't have point guard, whether they're trying to hunt with their kids, they're trying to get their kid a tag only, um, you know, everything is different. So uh, I would, it, there is, there is, you know, games you can play with putting in. There is better chances and odds, and you know, you know the game. So uh, it, it's just, I, I would say, if if they were looking to to get some more insight, you know, we help people out for free to put in. Um, uh, you know, at least give them advice to put in. So they, they're more than welcome to reach out to us. This is what we do is help people get tags in Arizona. Awesome, guys. Well, God bless you both, and thanks for coming on and spending your time. Uh, give, uh, I'll link up your uh, different links, but uh, real fast, tell the listeners uh, how they can reach out to you, how they can follow along, where they can find you. Uh, the, the best way to catch us is email uh, at shoot, so S-H-O-O-T, at highpointoutfitters.net, or they can just go to our website, highpointoutfitters.net, and all of our telephone numbers are there, uh, and uh, a link to send an email and all that. So uh, just go to our highpointoutfitters.net uh, email. Um, uh, my uh, Instagram is uh, Kevin underscore call, is C-A-L-L, and then underscore L-V-T-H-N-T. I don't know why I got that long. But anyway, it's Kevin underscore call and I love to hunt with no vowels. So that's been a license plate of mine for, I don't know, ever. But And uh, mine is A-Z underscore hunter on Instagram and um, our phone numbers and emails on our website. So appreciate, appreciate you doing this and uh, keeping up this podcast, Jay. Awesome, guys. Well, God bless. I'm glad it's snowing up there. I hope you guys get snowed in tonight. Uh, I say that with a smile on my face just because I know it'll help our animals. And I uh, appreciate yeah, got, you guys bringing insight. We got four inches out there right now in the last uh, probably two hours, probably. So it's, good. it's coming pretty good. Awesome, guys. Well, Happy New Year to you, and uh, we'll see you uh quiet one of the shows here over the next couple months and uh, look forward to it and thanks for sharing okay thanks jake thanks jake all right take care bye